0: episode 714 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It is Thursday, seven eleven, and I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Justin Mason. Justin, what's going on, man?
1: Oh, shit. Do we get a free Slurpee today?
0: Sure do. Get a oh. free small Slurpee at participating 7-Elevens, which should be all of them. I'm pretty sure it's a it's a staple. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, they had it happen at the perfect time. They're, they name their... Um, they named, I think they named their store after their hours, but... You know, the fact that their day comes in the summer, kind of a perfect time to have a Slurpee. I think you can usually go in and get a little small one for free and uh, enjoy that treat if you have. I don't know the last time I had one, to be honest.
1: Uh, I get them fairly often because I have a almost nine-year-old daughter. Yep. uh, And she thinks they're like the coolest things. Um, Loved them. Yeah, so we will definitely be going to get one after this.
0: It might have been two 7-Elevens ago that I went and just got one free, walked over to the store there. So, uh, perfect treat when it's, uh, you know, sweltering 101 here, which it is, and I invite the Heat. I'm here for it. It's summer. We're in the thick of it. I honestly still can't come to grips with the fact that we're about to finish up the All-Star break, though. Um, where has the season gone?
1: It fe- Well, it feels early.
0: It does, but it's not. I mean, football already taken over. Oh, and man, I'm in like seven be, football drafts right now. yeah, I mean uh, you're in the fishbowl, right?
1: Yeah, and'm I'm, I'm putting together what I think is a pretty darn good team. I don't care. yeah and I and I know the listeners don't. Um, but I
0: do uh, I, I I'm like a month away from giving a single F about football that I start as you to have should. to plan my I leagues mean, and all that. I'm not a commissioner for any of the leagues, so it's all good I'm still full baseball mode but yeah i agree with you that it feels early it's not we're in it season's here you know what's the crazy part now that we have to gear up for is um there's only one deadline justin it's only the 31st deadline so we got 20 days here yeah you got to get your deals done i mean that puts a lot of pressure on the teams the teams that are kind of in the middle have to decide are we trading now mm-hmm. or are we holding um the teams that are great you know that know they want to buy have to go see what they want to buy and get it done uh, so we could have a really interesting three weeks here, it's and hopefully we see for, a lot of action.
1: It's big for mono-league players. 100%. Because you have to really just shoot your shot on these guys as they come over because there aren't going to be the secondary guys.
0: Yep, there's no second wave to protect you. And so if you see something that comes over that fits your need, it's go time. Even if it's not quite the player that you wanted, mm-hmm. you know, you you got to go. Oh, you're, you're, you'd love to see a Met pitcher come over but here comes bum garner to the American League you gotta go yeah. you, you gotta go with bum you can't wait to see if the Mets pull a deal so it's gonna be really interesting uh, I'm kind of eager to see if it creates more uh more action here or if it goes the other way maybe teams still sit, just sit on their hands and say well no we're cont- we're contending we're, we're five games out we don't look like contenders but we don't want to trade like like should it's an eddie deal a couple pieces they're not a bad club um, San Diego I think has a really tough decision cuz they're they're in they're in the thick of it mm-hmm. and they're 45 and 45 but do they miss an opportunity to maybe trade a couple guys cuz next year really opens their window I don't think anybody really sees them as like hardcore contenders
1: this year this is the time so. for them though to I mean they're, they're so stacked in their minor leagues mm-hmm. this is the time where they should be setting up next year go, I, I agree go get some guys who might be on the market uh, with a few years left on their deal, uh, and, and really set up their run for 2020.
0: Let me ask you this: Would you consider trading somebody like Yates, wherein it's not a quit for 19 move, it's more of like a we're gonna trade this guy because his value is never gonna be higher, and he's a closer, and we're gonna get stuff that's either you know major league ready. Or even in the majors, depending on who they trade with, that kind of sets up some of our issues for this year and next. Is Yates somebody that you would consider dealing, or is like the potential blowback of where it looks like you're getting too much?
1: I mean, it depends on what you can get. Uh, I just don't know. Like, I mean, he'd be
0: the best. He'd be the best reliever on the market by a landslide.
1: Yeah, I just don't know that you're gonna get something. I mean, I guess they could. I mean, I guess if they traded Yates to, I don't know who's. I mean, there's a ton of needy or reliever well, yeah, needy well, teams.
0: Yeah, you can't really find a team in the top of the heap that that can't use reliever help, except for maybe. But Hughes do they, they have like
1: like MLB ready talent? Are we talking like Yates for Nate Low, uh, and another piece?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Um, whew. I mean, I would. I don't think they will.
0: I don't think they will either. I just think it'd be something to entertain, and I think A.J. Preller could be a guy who'd be open to it at least. Yeah. Because I don't I don't think it's a punt on even this year, to be quite honest. Yates has been important. He's been awesome. He's been worth two wins. But it's 39 great innings. And, you know, I was talking about this on stream last night. I think this is what I think. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. A An amazing closer is not as impactful as a terrible closer is detrimental. Like, you notice your bullpen's bad much more than when it's when it has that start at the back end. Mm. I feel like they could put, you know, say, Stammen in there. Or even, like, I don't know. I know they want to start him, but it'd be kind of interesting if they'd put, like, Denelson Lamette back there. Mm. God, um, that'd be so sweet. You know, sweet. something like that. Or they have all this young pitching, and maybe they just realized some of it— uh, that's on the cusp here. Hey, one of you guys, you know, maybe you're not a starter. Let's let's get you in the bullpen. You know, is Logan Allen somebody who might be better served just going straight to relief? I don't know if he's the right example. No, he's, he's, a lefty. he's, he's, he's not. A I good think example. he's a starter. Yeah, uh, but, but but somebody I don't understand, in that vein. Like,
1: why aren't they the front runner for Noah Syndergaard? Like, oh, they should.
0: I think they are.
1: Oh, okay. I I, I, I believe they actually are. They, they I may, should be. They, yeah, they, I, I that, totally. That would be an amazing get for them he still got two years left uh, in arbitration after this season uh, he only made six million dollars this year so it's not like it's gonna be yeah, he's super not, expensive anyways
0: not crazy expensive at and all they've
1: got the prospects to uh, to go after and get him
0: exactly and I really think that that could that could work for them again that that helps this year and the future in case they don't really do anything this the, the, the rest of this year in San Diego. So I agree. It's going to be great. It's going to be three weeks of, of fun, I hope. I really hope teams are aggressive here uh, because they don't have the protection of August to try to get those deals through. Let's talk about a few uh, a few moves here before we get into our main topic, which is going to be bounce backs and fades. We're talking about uh, some of the guys that aren't performing that we'd go ahead and try to buy in on right now. We talk about some of the guys... Who have performed well that maybe we're looking to sell. Maybe we don't see a full-on collapse, but we just would like to get out now while the getting's good. So we'll get into all that. But I got a few call-ups for you. This one went under the radar because I believe it happened right before the break. Mauricio Dubon was called up by Milwaukee. Now, he was a prospect in the Travis Shaw deal. And you look back at that deal, and I don't even know that if Tyler Thornburg had panned out that that deal would look good. Um, and I know Shaw's been brutal this year, but let's not pretend like he wasn't really good before that. And they got Dubon and Shaw um, for time. There were other minor pieces there, but neither of them are making any sort of moves. So Dubon's a legit prospect. I don't know if you're familiar with his backstory. You, you probably are. But he's, he's from Honduras. I want to say he's like the first or second player ever from Honduras. So he's like the guy in Honduras. A legit multifaceted uh, prospect here can really do a lot of different things on the field. Doesn't have one over the top skill, but has a lot of skills that are put together nicely. Uh, this year has 14 homers and nine steals. He's nine for 15. Um, and then a lot, uh, Last year, he only went six for three on the bases, but he only played 27 games. The year before that, he stole 38, but with 15 caught. So he's one of those guys that can be a volume stealer if they let him. But I really think just some solid hitting from Oriso Dubon is what we're looking at. He got in one plate appearance before the break. So again, it kind of went under the radar. But that might have been enough to make him being able to get picked up because a lot of leagues need – Minor leaguers to play a game before they get called up. So, what do you think of Mauricio Dubon? I think he's filling in for Orlando Arcia. Could he do enough to establish himself and say, "Hey, 24, I'm here, I'm ready to go"? And, and could he, could Mauricio Dubon? Stay?
1: You know that uh, feeling that I'm sure teachers get, where you know you assign uh, some material. And it's really obvious a student hasn't uh, read it at all.
0: I'm sorry. I did add these names. But we, did, we talked nothing about it. All I said was we were doing bounce backs and fades. And then you mentioned the the, pod, the Padres thing. So I went to uh, Trade Rumors just to see like what was the latest news. And I saw that Dubon and two other guys are, are two new call-ups and then one being recalled. And so I added them. With no warning for you, literally none. Oh, oh, I, 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 I doesn't it that
1: you. that part doesn't matter to me because me and Jason talked all about Mauricio Dubon on the last podcast. I know. <laughs> so, uh, though a lot of people for some reason couldn't hear portions of the last podcast. Actually, hopefully... that's
0: that's where it cut off for most. So most people have no oh. idea what you said about well, him. There we
1: go. And uh, by the
0: way, folks, I'm trying to fix that. The, the problem was I can't recreate the problem. Like I, I, it, didn't, it didn't cut off at 20 minutes for me. Justin was able to listen to it on the site and on his catcher, on his pod catcher, on his phone. Same for me. And so I'm have issues even recreating the problem. I think I have a solution that I'll try after the after this pod. And so if you're listening to this now, you should be able to go back and, and get the J&J pod and hopefully listen to the whole thing. And I apologize for that. But yeah, Dubon was on that, but I, I didn't give you any heads up on, on these three names here.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, Dubon's a guy I've always really liked. Uh, probably would have been up last year if not for, I think, an ACL uh, injury uh, that kind uh, of cut his, cut his uh, season short. Um, the one thing that's really developed this year is power. Uh, I don't think he was ever projected to be a, a major power guy, but a guy with some pretty decent speed and a really nice hit tool. Uh, but... <laughs> as everybody else in major league baseball and in triple a are seeing there's a huge power jump for some of these guys this year. I wonder why, believe uh, it or not. Yeah, 14 home runs, 9 stolen bases, 307 343 491 uh triple slash uh he was originally brought up because Arcia got hurt uh but Arcia was actually able to uh kind of shake it off. Is is going to be fine. But Dubon's got experience playing, I think, second, third, and short in the minor leagues. Uh, and mm-hmm. with uh, Hernan Perez uh, being uh, DFA'd, even though he he actually passed through waivers, um, I think Dubon could turn into kind of a super utility guy in the infield. And uh, Perez got a lot of work for uh, yeah. Milwaukee, so why wouldn't Dubon? Uh, I think he's a really sneaky... 15-team uh, mix kind of guy right now.
0: Okay, I like that. So that's uh, that's Mauricio Dubon. You'll hear even more details once I fix the uh, <laughs> the Sunday pod. Uh, what about Bubba Starling getting called up for KC? Remember, he was drafted back in 1994. I think people don't realize that he was a first-rounder in 94. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's been drafted so long <laughs> ago, though, that it feels like it. I want to say 2011, number five overall pick. And, uh, you know... I think had a chance to maybe go to Nebraska as their quarterback, like he was one of those, you know, just multi-talented everything type of guys, and never really, never really got going in the minors, and isn't really tearing it up this year. In fact, this is part of what the rabbit ball is doing in the minors, because Buster has 310 through 58, 448 slash. There's not a lot of power there, but that's worth a 98 WRC plus. So he's been, you know when you, when you're doing that and only being average um uh, that's kind of telling you what what's going on in the minors but he does have 7 homers and 9 steals anything out of a 26 year old Bubba Starling that that encourages you especially if Casey makes some moves and clears some real playing time for him um he's 26 wow
1: yeah it's uh it's been a long time coming for him uh i think the encouraging thing from a fanny, fantasy perspective is that he runs, and he's on a team that will let him run. Yes, uh, and they so they do like running. I think he could steal ten plus bases, even if he's not playing full time. Okay, uh, especially because I th- think they got rid of Terrence Gore. They did. So, and Gore is a guy who they would employ just kind of as in pinch running situations. Uh, so now Starling can kind of take over that.
0: I think Terrence Gore was the first player to go up to. Um, An at bat without a bat? Yes. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just sent, I mean, they said, listen, if you get a walk, you get a walk. Crouch not, really you know, low. Just some bat. Yes. yes. Um, he did like a, like a little Spider Man pose there where he was just kind of it's flashed uh, over.
1: It's what that scene from Rookie of the Year was based on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't have a strike zone. What am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> pitch the ball, dude. He doesn't even have a bat. <laughs> pitch. Pitch. If you walk him, he gets first base. And you know what? He got six walks this year. Good for him. Which is which is crazy. Anyway, but yeah, Terrence Gore. So he's like already a better Terrence score because he can hit something, I think mm-hmm. Bubba Starling can. But uh, how aggressively would you be going for him? AL only or would you maybe sneak into that fifteen team mixed? Yeah, I don't situation? think he,
1: I don't think he's mixed league worthy. I think he's AL only. Uh and depending on um where I'm at in terms of having the hammer or not having the hammer it really determines how much I'm willing to spend on Starling. If I know that I'm not going to get any of these kind of uh, trade candidates in my A only, then maybe I go h- hard after Starling. Uh, but if if I'm saving my fab, I'm continuing to save that.
0: Okay. I think that that all makes sense. Uh, and then the last one is a recall. Kyle Freeland's going to return. Woo-hoo! Um, I mean, he had such a great season last year. And, of course, you're always you're of course, um, because you know it, it, it's it's untamable. No, nobody figures it out. Um, I, although I did hear, internet told me that Herman Marquez figured it out last <laughs> year. So I don't know what happened there, but he seemed to, you know, he figured it out. Uh, but no, dude, like it was so bad for Freeland. Seven thirteen ERA, one fifty seven WHIP. Everything was going wrong. And you know what the big issue was was the home runs. The home runs absolutely obliterated him. He went from 0.8 last year to 2.4, and that was the undoing of Kyle Freeland. And I don't even think that that was just Coors Field, though, because he was giving him up home and away. Now, home, it was a disaster like we'd never seen. He'd actually pitched pretty well in Coors in the last two years to maybe make you think that he could be a quality 450 guy, like six innings, three runs, with regularity from Kyle Freeland wouldn't have been that surprising. Instead, he put up a 931 in six starts at home, but a 504 on the road. Freeland's going to come back. Does he interest you at all? No. Is it because he had an 880 in the minors as well? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's... Okay. And we're, we're talking about, like, don't get me wrong. AAA has been a launching pad in a lot of areas, too. But some of the places he's given up home runs in AAA weren't launching pads.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: I mean he gave one up he's in Sacramento. Some... Uh yeah, I mean just yeah, it's I just don't think it, this is a huge bummer for me because I got him at an extreme discount in NL tout.
0: That was the thing too. He's easy to buy cuz nobody wanted to touch him cuz obviously nobody believed that he was going to be a 285, but in NL tout you were probably saying give me a 410, 420. Yeah, I got him for 400 in, in a 12 yeah.
1: team NL only on a team that has like the best ER, almost the best ERA and whip in our in our NL tout league. Like, you know, he he's and he, all he did was do nothing but crush me. Like just wow, and
0: um, you still have the best.
1: Yeah, I I have 10 points in ERA and 11 points in whip.
0: How did you overcome what he did?
1: Cuz my pitching staff is amazing and my hitting Clearly. is just atrocious.
0: Maybe you need to get some trades going.
1: I've been trying, man. It's, I know you
0: did. You did the one, I right? I did
1: one, and it's definitely helped. Traded Wilson Contreras for, uh, or I uh, got Wilson Contreras for Kenley Jansen. That was a great um, deal. I need to trade now. Trade either Kay, uh, Craig Kimbrel or, or Carlos Martinez is is what needs to happen because I've I've got apparently I've just got all the closers.
0: You got saves coming out of your uh, of your ears there, but yeah, Kyle Freeland. Is he somebody that you'd look to re- pick up in an NL only, though? I or mean, not even that
1: I'm right putting now. him back into my lineup. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't really have any choices. And, uh, you know, just too many injuries and things like that. But, uh, I mean, I, obviously, if you need innings, you need strikeouts, you 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 go ahead and grab him and just stream him on the road for right now. Okay. Okay. Um, Better than nothing. Yeah, the hard part is I think they start off with a pretty long home stretch. Oh, <laughs> so
0: so good luck with that.
1: Yeah. All right. So
0: nothing much on Kyle Freeland. Um, it's kind of a wait and see. And if someone wants to jump beyond that, I say let them. Like, uh, you know, again, I, I kind of came in with some positive Kyle Freeland thoughts coming into the year because I knew he'd be so cheap, and it didn't. It went sideways. I'm not gonna jump back in just. Blindly, I'm gonna yeah, kind you, of wait see
1: his first starts back. at home versus Cincinnati.
0: Okay, thanks.
1: Yeah, so it's like I oh, have the, in NL tout, I have the option of taking that or taking a zero, and it's mm-hmm. really tempting to take tempting. that zero. Yeah,
0: to just zero it up. I think that might be the move.
1: Yeah. At this point, I mean, I'm in like eighth place, and my ERA and WHIP are pretty safe. So I think I might just try to get a few strikeouts out of it and maybe a win. It's
0: true. You probably can't hurt yourself too much on the uh, the ERA and WHIP. Uh, Justin, bad news. Twitter's still down, dude. I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Oh, man. This is uh, the great Twitter out of 2019. I just don't know. It's it's uh... interesting because, you know, you mentioned we're doing the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, and, uh, that's how all the leaks communicate are a DM on Twitter. Oh no. So no one can communicate in the leagues. I'm telling you work
0: productivity is probably going through the roof.
1: Yeah. I mean, if People Facebook actually goes to... down, we're, we're going to not really know what to do with ourselves.
0: <laughs> what am I supposed to do all week, uh, or all day? Um, you know, we're going to talk about some bounce backs. It's time. And uh, what we're looking at here is just a group of guys that we feel like, you know, go scoop them up uh, via trade mostly here. All, all these names that I've got for the two of us probably need to be picked up via trade. Maybe you find some 10 team mixers where one of these one or two of these guys are available there. But uh, for the most uh, part, you my train. first
1: guy I picked up like two weeks ago. And if yeah, 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 in the main event,
0: he he is. He's the most available one, despite being one of the bigger names. Let's start with your guy, A.J. Pollock, coming back relatively soon, I believe. I'm still nervous just because of the health profile that uh, that I need to be swayed here. So what do you got on A.J. Pollock that makes me want to buy him?
1: Uh, started off his first rehab assignment with a home run. Uh, like that. Reports have been really, really good. Uh, he's going to be... You know, in this amazing Dodgers lineup that can't seem to do no wrong right now. So, correct. Okay. uh, I've never been a Pollock guy. I just that's
0: that's why I was so intrigued by it, to be quite honest, because I knew yeah, it's just an Pollock guy.
1: But the the price is so low right now, and even if he is just (laughs) mediocre at the plate, the RBIs and runs that he could get in this lineup are going to be really, really nice. Um, And so if you can pick him up as like your fifth outfielder right now or trade Mm -hmm. for him, uh, you know, someone going, oh, he's back. Let let me get out from under him while, you know, uh, while I still can. Uh, He's going to play. That contract means he's going to play.
0: Oh, yeah. I I think that they're going to get him in there. Now, what's uh, what's the lineup situation going to look like here? Who's the big loser? Of playing time. Because isn't Seager due back soon? And he, so Chris Seager's Taylor's back. getting it yeah. from
1: both ways. Yeah, C- Seager is coming back as of tomorrow, I believe. So that's that's tough there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, Pollock's not back
0: right after the, like...
1: No, he's probably Friday, not going to be right? back for uh, another week or so. Okay. okay. They're, they're going to take it slow with
0: him. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, he's getting activated Friday. Boom! As of the latest news here. So they're both getting activated Friday... And Chris Taylor's crying right now. Yeah. Because there goes, like, all his playing time right well,
1: now. Well, you know what? Chris Taylor, be better then.
0: I mean, he could maybe get some swings against lefties at shortstop. for Shaker. But, yeah. um... So, yeah, they're likely going to be Pollock, Verdugo, Bellinger. And then Jock been playing first base. What do you think about that, by the way? That's a nice little... Mm-hmm. Listen, you know, first base has definitely uh, improved itself, and I... I want to say, we we did we did pretty well on that uh, this season. Saying it it looks worse than it is, but that middle is going to develop, and it has. But it's pretty nice to have Jock Peterson gain first base eligibility and be able to kind of slot him there, even when it's first and outfield, two of the deeper positions. I still love multi eligibility. It's always something that I encourage. So I love seeing Jock get first base, and that's gonna that's gonna open up some things, perhaps. And uh keep Pollock out there even more. So you like getting Pollock. Gotta check your waiver wires. He's probably available still in plenty of ten and twelve team leagues. You're saying just buy him right off the rip?
1: Yeah. I mean this is a guy who's shown the ability to be a twenty twenty player. Mm-hmm. Uh he's gonna play, like I said, in one of the best teams in baseball. Would it surprise me if he goes ten ten the rest of the way? No, it wouldn't. And I and I think right now he's at his lowest point in terms of overall value, so uh, I think I you got to take advantage.
0: All right, all right, that's a good one. Let's keep going. Do you want to go one, 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 or yeah, just go yeah. your three, my three? No,
1: no, you you, you, you do your numbers next.
0: All right, so I'm gonna go with one. A little bit of an obvious one, and he's already kind of turning it around. But I still think that the bottom line will get you a discount, not a massive one. This guy was a second round pick, Blake Snell, so you're not getting him. For, you know, an eighth round value or something. But if I get him for a fifth round, fourth round value, I'll take that discount. So this one's a little bit of a higher end bounce back. But I do think that Blake Snell is somebody I'm still very interested in buying. If my pitching is in trouble and I'm just looking to buy a potential ace, you don't want to buy Verlander because you're paying everything and you're really going to gut your team. You can get an ace here with Snell without gutting your team. You're still going to have to give a, a big piece. But I could see something in the vein of what you did with your Contreras-Jansen deal. That's stud for stud, need for need. So if you have a good hitting team but your pitching stinks, you give one of your big bats, one of your solid bats, for Blake Snell. Maybe even one of the guys that we're going to talk about in our faves. You know, would, would you not trade uh, well, I don't want to give away the names, but would you not trade – I'll just say any of the top four of our fades for Snell straight up, and then people will know the Oh, names yeah.
1: We'll I would there. totally do that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you can you can give a high-impact bat without it being your first-rounder. It doesn't have to be Yelich for, for Snell, but I think getting in right now, uh, you can still get there. 470 ERA is still ugly and – some people might be looking to get out right now because after that terrible June, he finished with a 12 strikeouts against Texas and then a solid five-inning outing against the Yankees to cap off the first half, but he's still at a 470. I guarantee there's some folks that are saying, this is my opportunity to get out because I don't want to deal with the ups and downs here. I think he's going to be fine the rest of the way. By the way, when we were talking about uh, Snell with, I think it was with Nick on the fireside, I said there's no way I'm going to bench him because I don't want to miss a 12 strikeout game. And then he, he struck out 12 his very next outing, Ooh. which I thought was kind of hilarious. But well, uh, I mean, he you, obviously
1: listens to us.
0: Well, he did listen to that podcast, by the way, nice. and uh, and gave us some feedback on some stuff that we got wrong, which was pretty hilarious and, and deserved because uh, we had a lot of change as kind of a you know, pitch that maybe he needs to get away from. He's like, that's my bread and butter. Are you kidding me? And we're like, okay, okay. (laughs) You know yourself better. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm buying Snell here. Give give me any discount I can get, and I'm taking it. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think I want to hear the live reaction commentary of Blake Snell on the Blake Snell podcast.
0: That'd be so great if he would, like, turn. So he's been streaming a bunch, of obviously, because it's the All-Star break. How great would it be if we could get him to turn it on? And, uh, and and listen and to it
1: pl- while he's playing
0: <laughs> and just yeah, oh, I was playing Fortnite and just roasting us like, oh, get, guys, come on, come on. Like, I'm not going to keep throwing my change up 25 percent of the time. Get out of here. I think everything else got got pretty solid reviews as far as what we were saying and what we thought, especially because we came out, you know, saying that. Th- I mean, this is a buy. this is an easy buy profile, by the way. I'm not even saying it's some under the radar one. I'm just saying that you will get a discount off of his second round value. And I'm gonna take that discount all day.
1: Ooh, that's a good. Co- oh, I can't even get on Twitter. That's. Uh, I was Let me look up uh, some of the uh, uh, drafts from <laughs> yeah uh, from the, over the yeah. last couple days um, and rough. see where he went. But I can't get okay, on Twitter.
0: Did they do second half drafts?
1: Yeah, the last uh, three days.
0: Well, let's go to the ADP page then.
1: I don't think they have a separate ADP page though. Oh, we can just do it by. Uh, the last few days.
0: The date, yeah. So it'll be under the in season tab. Mm-hmm. And I think if we go since June or July 1st.
1: That we can do. Here.
0: Nope, that didn't work.
1: Uh, well, I'll just do all drafts by the last three days.
0: Yeah, tell me if that works. Um, here we go. You, you figured it out.
1: Did I? I'm so sorry. That, smart that worked, for all, all 7-1 worked
0: for me. All drafts from 7 1 to 7 11 worked for me. All right,
1: so Blake Snell. Still um, going pretty high. 34th pick. Wow. Yeah, I mean, not a huge discount.
0: That's what I'm saying. You're not going to get a massive discount, but it's the cheapest way to buy an ace right now because the other aces are going to cost you. Like, if you're asking for my Scherzer right now, I'm saying Yellich or or your Bellinger or your Acuna. Like, It it has to be the top of the scale. his,
1: His ADP was like second pick, Scherzer exactly i mean and that's, and that's his justified. max pick in the drafts was three
0: <laughs> no one was waiting long it, it just not <laughs> happening just, so uh trout did go first in all of them which is actually kind of surprising i thought maybe yelich would sneak a top spot somewhere uh, he did well, in, our, was in our dealing
1: draft. with the back injuries remember that's right
0: so that news came out about missing the so uh, i'm sure but he did play the all-star game
1: yeah but i think i think that just scares everybody You don't don't want to end up getting a zero from the first overall pick. Yeah,
0: that'd be absolutely brutal. So if you could pay, like, pick 40 to 50 value type for uh, Snell, which would be, uh, let's see here, some hitters. It would be Jordan Alvarez, Paul Goldschmidt, George Springer, Reese Hoskins. These are the types of guys that I'm talking about that I would definitely pay because you're you're getting a potential ace. And if you can dip even further and pay a Glaber Torres, it says – on here david doll but i went to the all-star game and i am pretty sure his name is davis doll
1: <laughs> dude how bad for those guys dude oh my just... god
0: they had the worst night for those that don't know the, what happened the scoreboard operator
1: is a moron I, was lit.
0: Heck yeah, lit was just lit out of their minds because they messed up constantly davis doll jacob degrom's picture for jeff mcneil quayton kershaw's name with christian yelich's face um <laughs> Wilson Contreras with one L. Like, holy crap. They had the night from hell. But the first one I'd seen was Davis Stahl that that caught my eye. (laughs) And then I I go on Twitter and I see all these other ones. I'm like, holy smokes. They've been having a brutal night. Uh, I saw the Jeff
1: McNeil interview. And, like, he was upset. Like, you know, for a lot of these guys – you know, it's like, oh, okay, it's just another all-star game. It's an exhibition game. For whatever. guys like
0: DeGrom. Yeah, yeah
1: for guys like Yellich, who are going to go to a bunch of these. A guy like Jeff McNeil going to his first one, this is like a really big honor. And he was really upset that his family got heard his name and then saw Jacob DeGrom's face.
0: Same with Dahl, man. Yeah. Davis Dahl, get the hell out of here, dude. This is the all-star game for crying out loud. I will say...
1: um, really outside why mlb has an image problem
0: (laughs) exactly like it's just small crap like that that just continues to to pile up it's so annoying um i will say outside of like that that gap and that's that's a substantial gap in my opinion because i agree with you that's 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 hurtful for those guys it's not the end of the world but that's a that's a huge bummer especially if you got your family there but outside of that cleveland did a great job hosting i know you had some interesting thoughts on
1: cleveland
0: <laughs> just <laughs> you, the state of ohio in general yes that, that you consistently uh, i know you have no love for cincinnati but you let that spread to cleveland but yeah. they uh, they they were good hosts it was a really really enjoyable time and outside of that major scoreboard gaff of you know 10 5 10 different things that they messed up everything went pretty smoothly there and i had a blast
1: i mean it's not really cleveland's fault that they're located that close to cincinnati but that's, I mean, that's what it but all they comes still, down to. They yeah. still pay for it. Yes, yeah. I hate you, Cincinnati.
0: By the way, to put a little bow on the Dubon thing, Red Sox officially released Tyler Thornburg, just to kind of twist <laughs> it a little bit more in there. And you know, wouldn't it be funny if like Travis Shaw has a big second half? So it's like Dubon and Shaw lead them to the playoffs, and they don't even have Thornburg anymore. Remember anyway,
1: when? Remember when Thornburg was such a big deal? When, I do. Uh, oh. it, part of it was that trade,
0: though, because like, well, they must bring him into fulfill a big role because they're paying they're paying big here mm-hmm. and um, do you want to guess the ERA that they that he put up for them in 42 and two thirds?
1: Oh god uh, in 42 and two thirds I'm going to say it was 690.
0: Ooh, you're close 654. Pretty uh, awful.
1: My, mine was nicer.
0: Yours was very much nicer. Alright moving on so we have Pollock and Snell you've got a couple of, of Jose's here to, to wrap it up. I'm going to go with Jose LeClerc you still think he's going to get back in that role, which I, be- I believe Texas has been pretty clear that this, that's their goal. Yes. Now, he hasn't made it easy because he's been kind of volatile still, but talk to us about Jose LeClerc as a buy, uh, as I believe that it would be tied to you thinking that he's going to get that role back.
1: Yeah, I think that the fa- they gave him that contract, and they want to get their, mo- their money's worth out of that contract. Yeah. Um, and if you look over, what, since uh, the 21st of June, he's got a 312 ERA. He still walks the yard, but he hasn't given up a home run in that time. In that same time, uh, Sean Kelly has given up multiple home runs. Uh, yeah,
0: that's the thing. Sean Kelly's a home run machine.
1: Yeah. I just think it's a matter of time before a big blow-up happens for Sean Kelly and the Clerk gets back into that okay. role. And so if people have dropped him... I'm scooping him up and kind of stashing him.
0: Okay. I can, I can, I can totally see that. Again, you're trying to buy closers and, and starters uh, at not full price. Mm-hmm. Then th- this is what you're going for here. You're trying to find somebody like a clerk who could get back into a closers role. On a pretty decent team, by the way. Yeah, They're not a bad club out Dude. there in Texas. They've Look, been playing uh, very well.
1: Six games above 500.
0: Yeah, they, so. they've they've played really well. So if he can get back in there and reestablish himself and keep the ball in the yard, he's still going to walk guys. But if he if he's mm-hmm. difficult to hit and difficult to take out of the yard, he can succeed. Lecart can even with walks. So I feel you on that. Um, and I could totally see that. I am still nervous because every time it seems like it gets close, he's like, here, let me give up a few runs and and push it out another week before I can get in there. But I do think that they are committed to getting them there. And that's what drives your pick here of Jose Leclerc. My next one, I just a met between Thor and Zach Wheeler. I think uh, you can kind of choose your adventure there and see which one you'd be more interested in. Yes, I am remarkably frustrated with Thor. Somebody I was very high on this year, got in several leagues and just simply hasn't been anywhere near what I'd hoped for. Um, and not just with the 468 ERA but the strikeouts you know they're under a strikeout per inning the the 128 whip it's just been blah very blah and Zach Wheeler didn't go too far behind him and has similar issues the the ratios are actually almost dead even 469 nice and a 128 same same 128 whip he's at least got the over strikeout per inning with 130 and 119 so neither's coming uber cheap but both are definitely coming at a discount, or you tell the person that you're trading with, move on. Because if they're not willing to offer a discount, then then you're not buying. But I think you will get a discount here. Who would you pick between the two, between Thor and Wheeler, that you might be interested in buying? If I force you to pick one.
1: If you force me to pick one, it's probably Thor. But I your just, real answer
0: is you wouldn't buy either, right? Yeah, my real answer is I'm,
1: so. I'm not going to buy either. I, I have real concerns about Wheeler uh, pitching for the Yankees or pitching for the Red Sox.
0: Okay, now that I would agree with, but what if he goes to a, a, neither of those teams and goes somewhere else?
1: I don't think he's going to.
0: What if he goes to the Padres instead of Thor?
1: Why would the Padres invest assets into a guy who's a free agent after this year?
0: Oh, Wheeler's a rental. Yeah. How how the time flies! I didn't realize he had his full He's service 29. time built twenty nine. Yeah, that's right. He missed well, he missed two seasons while the time mm-hmm. was still accumulating.
1: Yeah, so
0: so yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, they they shouldn't because I agree with you that they should be more inclined to buy guys that uh, that are more for twenty and beyond.
1: And I just imagine him in Yankee Stadium or in Fenway. I just see the home runs spiking up in the AL East, uh, at least. Uh, pitching you know in New York for the Mets that that stadium's a nice kind of cushion for him and I just think it's I think things could really fall apart for him uh in a poor uh poor park and so I actually traded Zach Wheeler in a dynasty league yeah he
0: um, was on your fade list here you eventually moved him off because you had an extra you know talk about it the bounce back part here So you're out you're aggressive you're you're removing the other way on Wheeler mm-hmm. um right now trading him what'd you get
1: I got Fran Mill Reyes and Will Smith uh, the catching prospect for the for the Dodgers Okay so That's not a bad deal I needed power really badly um and Yadira Molina has been my catcher in that league so I get a kind of young replacement and, uh, yeah. and get get Mill, who is all power all the time
0: Fran what, what what a beast oh, you know God he's I, just I, I dug the uh, the derby contestants, but obviously, you know, when you're only picking eight, there's 10, 20, 30 more that you could get in there. One of Franmil or or uh uh Renfro would have been pretty nice too.
1: Yeah. Franmil is the uh I think my now now my poster boy for coming to Jesus on a player because it, it I'm sure people will remember when he came up. I was very very concerned about his swing. Um, I was very, very concerned about how much he was going to strike out of the major leagues. I didn't want any part of him. Uh, and after what Whoops. he did last year, I, you know, I came around. And I think this is a, a good example of, you know, you can be wrong on a player and then kind of be on, you know, jump on the bandwagon. You don't have to like keep sticking your guns, even when yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, especially so.
0: yeah, in the face of of new info and 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 mm-hmm. things that are contrary to what you truly believed. There's no, there's no. Value in, in in staying grounded there. You know, I I've had the same thing where I come around on players like Gallo, Joey Gallo, and Pete Alonso. For some reason, I I have trouble assessing power guys apparently. Um, but like Pete Alonso, I thought was what I what I would call a generic power guy, like a 240, 30 like basically what I thought Reyes is, um, you know, something like that realm. But he's played more like Nelson Cruz this year. Alonso has, and with Gallo, I was like, come on. You're 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 shooting, you're praying for two thirty. You're never gonna get anything better than that and wrong. Two seventy-five this year with some believability behind it. So even if he regresses a bit and still hits two fifty, that's a godsend for where you got Gallo. So, you know, I'm not gonna stay dug in on those guys like nope, because I I my assessment was based on things they they had done and they've improved. There's too much change in the game to just fully be dug in on on stuff when it runs contrary to uh, to, to what you uh, what you originally thought. So I feel you on that. Um but I like Thor and Wheeler because I do think they'll come at a nice discount and uh, they could both get moved or one. I feel you that the Wheeler move would be nerve wracking compared mm-hmm. to Thor going out to San Diego. I, I, yeah, I,
1: I think Thor go and I think wherever Thor goes, he's you know, just getting away from the Mets will be a benefit. <laughs> I, I agree, I really do, and so I, I, I hope. And whereas Wheeler, it, it's much more concerning about where he ends up for me.
0: Yep, I, I totally agree with that. But I'm, I'm open to buying either. Shopping around, seeing who I would just honestly, if I'm looking for a pitcher, I would just see who's cheapest between the two and and take that. I think Wheeler is um, going
1: to be cheaper just because he doesn't have the name attached to him
0: if it's substantially cheaper, then I would still buy him. You would not. You prefer or I understand that. Uh, All right. So your next guy was the other Jose. Jose Ramirez, probably another. You know, we had to almost assuredly get Snell and Ramirez on here, even though they're two of the obvious ones. But uh, that doesn't mean that you can't get a discount. And I still think that even with a little turnaround the last couple weeks from Ramirez, nobody in their right mind could feasibly ask you for upshelf returns. But he has started to get going a little bit. Do you believe that this could foster a full second-half rebound from Jose Ramirez? Let me get you some numbers here. Um, on June 12th, he dipped back under 200. He was hitting 198, 294, 292. Holy hell! Yeah, I did not realize it was that my bad. numbers were better. Like that's in Eno's numbers when he when he did the uh, the how well can I play article. Mm-hmm. better Uh, but (laughs) since then he has a 19 game run of 284 353 514 with three homers two steals the full season pace would be 26 and 18 for those two there and a bunch of runs and ribbies and by the way Cleveland's been playing a lot better as well and so are you thinking this is a springboard for Jose Ramirez to have what kind of second half
1: Oh, that I mean the hard part is how how much will he bounce back because I mean I obviously don't think uh, he's necessarily going to be, you know, ugh, God. I look, I think overall he, Ramirez. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be first round pick Ramirez, but I think he could go ten fifteen in the second half. With a okay, two, I mean the speed, probably more than fifteen too. Yeah, um, the
0: speed is saving his season. By the way, as far as those that have hung on to him, like. I think the comp has been that he's Billy Hamilton, basically, which— That's just mean. Well, in terms of net value, he kind of is. uh, It's doing it a little bit differently than what Billy Hamilton would do because there's no season where Billy Hamilton would have seven homers at the break.
1: Or hit 220.
0: But but yeah, like Hamilton's average might be a little bit higher in trading. But but honestly, the bottom line value, dollar value, is probably similar to what you've been getting out of Billy Hamilton. You do know that Jose Ramirez has a very nice but also very bad— 69 WRC plus, right?
1: Nice, but not nice,
0: but very vile. Um,
1: I, you know, I think he's going to end up, you know, for the second half, you know, 15 stolen bases, another 10 home runs. So then you're looking at a guy who's got, you know, same amount of stolen bases pretty much as last year with, you know, 16, 17, 18 home runs. And, his average gets dragged up to the 240 mark 245 mark okay um, and well, got to get
0: the rest of the way for that like uh 270,
1: 280? okay i think he so can better. do that i think he can do that um and i think we should expect him to do something similar to that uh and i think people who go- took him i think they were i think he was going around pick 50. Yeah, I was going
0: um, to ask if you knew yeah. what his ADP was. It 53, was
1: 52. 53.67 um, was his ADP. He went
0: as high as 41st, Jose Ramirez did, and as low as 65. Obviously, I'd like to be on that low end. Mm-hmm. But uh, I understand, like, I, I understand well, not completely fading him. Him and, him and Jose him.
1: Altuve, right? And, and Paul Goldschmidt, all three right next to each other. Wow. Um, how the mighty have fallen.
0: I was going to say that verbatim. Um, we're the same person. Sweet. All right, my last bounce back <laughs> Is, you know, maybe I stretched it a little. I just think he's going to have a nice second half. I don't know that. I love this one. These other guys are bouncing back to a higher level, but I just thought Willie adams is somebody that you could buy in on. In some mixed leagues right now, you can't tell me that he's not going to be available on the wire. So you can just go flat out scoop him. And then in your deeper mixers and your AL onlys, you have to go get him a trade. But uh, if you look at it, we now have 285 game samples. From Willie Thomas, that's exactly how many games he put last year. That's how many he's got so far this year. And I'm not seeing enough change from this year to merit like a 30-point drop in uh, in WRC+. plus. So or I think it's a let's see 20, about 25-point drop. But I'm, I'm just not seeing enough. The BABIPs come down um, quite a bit from 378 to 313. I think he can meet somewhere in the middle there. Strikeout and walk pretty similar the, the strikeouts come down but so has the walk a little bit everything else looks good and last year he was a uh 278 348 406 guy this year he's 240 302 385 so i think willie dom is gonna have a nice second half and maybe go something like eight eight and six um, with a decent batting average and some solid counting numbers being part of Tampa Bay. It's not game-changing, but it's a solid glue guy that you put in on the cheap, and he really solidifies maybe your middle position, if you use a middle, or a utility, something like that. I think William Adamas still has plenty of potential. You think quite might get it going in the second half here. He's something I'm really interested in in the future, too. So if you're in a keeper or dynasty scenario, I also like buying William Adamas. He's 23 years old right now. I still think there's plenty in his future. I think it starts with a solid second half uh, as a mainstay in the bottom third of that uh, Tampa Bay lineup. What do you think?
1: Well, I think you are uh, a bit pessimistic on what Willie Thomas could be. Honestly. oh Okay. Yo, I no, love like Willie I Thomas. I think, I think, I think he could get double digit home runs in the second half. I don't think he'll uh, steal as many bases as you. Okay. One, he's, he's, you know, kind of in that bottom half, of that lineup. I don't know if they're going to let him run. Uh, he only has three stolen bases on the season, um, so I just I just don't know that they're going to give him the opportunities that he would need to get six stolen bases.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But I would take the double digit. I almost said ten. Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 tried, I think I, t- I tamped it down a little I bit. I think there. he could
1: hit ten to twelve more home runs, I would. I would love that. Um, I mean, I you know people who listen to the podcast. Uh, when we did the shortstop preview, he was one of the guys along with right. you know DeYoung and Polanco and Simeon that uh, I was really high on coming into the year. Um, so I, I'm I'm all on board on the Willie Adamas trade.
0: All right. That's that sounds that sound good then. Um, so there you go. You got AJ Pollock, Blake Snell, Jose LeClerc, one of the Met starters, whether it's Thor or Wheeler, whoever you can get cheaper, Jose Ramirez and Willie Adamas as the bounce backs. Now let's get into some fades and these are tougher but Maybe even more useful as far as like if, if people agree and they can sell, it, it could be beneficial to get out from under, and um and and cash in for a big profit. That's always nice when you can do that. So let's start with an, another one that pretty much had to be on this list. Um, but we have to talk about him and see what's up with Chris Paddock. Obviously, he was sent down for a little bit, and um, we know what we know what they're doing. We we see you, we see you San Diego. We know what you're doing. At this point now, everyone's worried about an innings limit. Understandably, what do you do with Chris Paddock? And I think the most more important question, which I'm sure you'll get to, is what are you taking back? You're fading are fading, but like, what are you realistically taking to where you're not just uh, getting crushed on a on a Paddock deal?
1: Yeah, that's the hard part because he he is so good. Yes, um, this you know me picking him as one of my fades is not an indictment of him as a player. It is all about just playing the market, baby. Yeah, I just I don't know how many innings he's gonna get rest of the way. Now, like you mentioned before, the Padres are competing right now, but what are they gonna do? Are they gonna sell, uh, or are they they gonna buy for now? Are they gonna buy for the future? Um, I, I really just don't know. You know where that's gonna end. He was he's he went like ninety second in the second half leagues uh that was his ADP It was 92 um right in front of James Paxton and Matthew Boyd uh right behind Brandon Woodruff mm. interesting kind of uh uh area right there um pretty much going in the exact same spot as like Yon Moncada that's probably who I'd target like that's one of the guys that I would probably you know Matt Olson in that area you know those are the kind I would of... take
0: I would take Olson
1: yeah I'd take Moncada I'd take Olson yep. Um, Would you take Eugenio Suarez?
0: I think I would. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like Suarez. I think he's going to have a big power second half. I think he's been a little bit, uh, you know, under what he's deserved. I'm not necessarily saying I guess that's what it is, but uh, I just think that he's going to have a big second half. I, I like yeah. Eugenio Suarez. I believe in what he did the last two years. I think he's been a little bit below his level here, and I think uh, we could see a, a massive second half. So, yes, I would take Suarez as well. I think these, these these, are pretty These are good trades.
1: Valued. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was pretty appropriately valued in these in these second half uh, drafts, uh, which I did not do any. Um, I, I no, I I'm, I I'm good. I'm good where was, I am. I right I, only, I tried to sign up last minute for one, and they were full. I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. I I totally understand. It was that, like dude. I'm like, not going to do this. I'm not okay. Come on, uh, one more. Oh, Just and one, if I don't oh. get in, I don't get in. Oh. Uh, you know. So, uh, lo- love the idea. Just I, I couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on it uh, early enough. Um, I just yeah I worry about how many innings we're gonna get left from Paddock and if if uh, if the Padres start off the second half slow, if they lose you know four or five games uh, to kind of open up the second half, I think they become sellers um, or at least not buyers. Uh, and they start making a plan f- to shut down Paddock at some point, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't want to. I don't want to get nothing. I think you right now you have already gotten the value that you drafted him for at the beginning. Oh of the season. yeah, yeah. So sure. like anything you get on top right now is cake. Um, let's uh
0: let's dump jump a little bit deeper in the uh, the ADP here and see if you'd still take these guys. Because what if somebody hard lines and like you know I'll buy him, but I know I'm getting I'm getting a bad. Uh, potential innings limit here. Would you do it for Kingery? Scott Kingery for Paddock. Ooh, He's going 123, and you said Paddock was going up in like the 90 range, 80 range? Yeah.
1: 90. Uh, um, that... I'll give you
0: a cho- choice between Kingery and Byron Buxton if, you, if I'll you'd rather Buxton. choose. i take Buxton. Okay.
1: I think I'd take Kingery, too.
0: I think I would as well. Especially I'm, with a
1: multi-position am... eligibility. I'm
0: a little bit nervous on his p- profile. I am too. Like if That's you look, the hesitation. It is. Uh, it is nervous. Uh, you know, it's ner- nerve-inducing, uh, nerve-wracking. I should say, profile there with the strikeouts and walks for Kingery. But I do think he's very skilled. I I have a feeling that he can adjust if things stop falling as much. And you got three, six, nine, five, As that kind of comes back, I want to believe that based on his minor league profile, that that okay, maybe he can cut down the swings a little bit and and maybe take a few more walks as opposed to just everything right now is working for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I still would take that and I would take Buxton too. What about Jeff McNeil? Also sure. has triple eligibility. Okay, that's down at 130 that we're taking for Paddock. What about a bounce back of a Daniel Murphy? No. I heard from this guy... And no, Sar, Saris, Cer- mm-hmm.
1: never Enos,
0: heard of her. And no, Saris sounded hot, but didn't really know anything else. But uh, what he said was, he talked to Murphy. Murphy's still wearing a splint, dude. The fingers still hurt. So when he's not playing, he's still kind of keeping it in place and trying to get it healed. Now, if that healing, you know, he's got a good good week here to take off, and if he gets it right for the second half, we could see the big jump. But what he and uh, Derek Van Riper, what uh, I know, Cerise was there. Van Riper was second half. Or I mean, uh, twenty twenty might be the time to jump back in, and when Murphy is fully healthy and get him at a major discount. But uh, I don't think I would take him for Paddock. I would want something different there. Uh, last one. Well, how there, about? Isn't there?
1: I want to say there is a uh, uh, a study that says that it's harder to heal injuries at high altitude.
0: Yes, that's part of why they yeah. break down, and and that's part of the Troy Tulowitzki story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what it is. Injuries are harder to heal at high altitude. Colon the Troy Tulowitzki story. Yeah, like that. That that's that's the book. That's See, great. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just, you know, I'm reading a really interesting article right now uh, about uh, it can actually change your blood for months after you leave the high altitude. Crazy, right? That is really crazy. Yep. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I I don't want anything to do with with that. I feel that. Which is unfortunate, because I have Daniel Murphy shares.
0: Same. I'm going to hold those,
1: but... Mm -hmm. uh, But I'm not going to buy new ones. I agree. I
0: agree. All right. well, we'll we'll, we'll cap it there as far as the the paddock buys here. Let's move on to my first one. It's his teammate, Fernando Tatis Jr. And part of the reason that I'm doing this is because I think I can catch a mint. I can get get major returns here. Um, And it's not that he's bad or that i think he's going to be a complete you know loser in the second half but there's no way that i don't have some concern about a 4, 6, 419 Babip with a 29 percent strikeout rate you know keeping things going for tatis now he has skills that kind of overcome some of those things as far as his speed goes in particular he isn't uh he isn't allergic to walks a nine percent isn't too bad and Fourteen homers, thirteen steals. Like he's been great, so I can get a top of the scale return. He was picked twenty-eight there. <laughs> I don't think he's a top thirty player the rest of the way, though. He went right so, in
1: front of Bryce Harper. Wow! Like, so
0: give me some. And this is redraft only for Tatis, he, and I think he, for your he paddock went behind,
1: as well. Right behind Rendon, Judge, Josh Bell, and right in front of Bryce Harper.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Blake Snell went. What like uh, on average six picks behind him? Wow! I mean, wow. You, you could make that deal. You might be able to go, you know, up, you know, to a hitting needy team and get Walker Bueller. Yeah, I
0: think I think you could right now. Again, if things match and and you can afford, what you really have to assess here is if you can afford the speed loss. Right, he's got thirteen steals. He's probably one of the key stealers, uh, base stealers on your club. If you can afford to take that hit. I think you you open yourself to possibly trading Tatis here in a redraft because I think his second half will come back to the pack. Yeah, a
1: bit. obviously we're not going to trade him in a keeper dynasty league. It's no, just, no, no. Same
0: with Paddock because they, they, I
1: only think he's going to get better from here on out in terms of you know his long term power upside. Justin. I mean, you <laughs> know, a, a, Eric Langenhagen had him as a seventy grade you know raw power guy. I mean, this is a guy that. Uh, is at some point probably going to be hitting, I don't know, like, you know, 35, 35 home runs, stealing 20 bags, and and possibly hitting, you know, 280, 290. Would um, you
0: trade James Shields for him?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think that I would.
0: I can't imagine anybody <laughs> would.
1: Oh, man, you got to feel bad for them. Imagine him dude. on that team. Oh, like, my wait. God, dude. Even, I, can't, I
0: can't even imagine it. It'd be so insane if he was on that White Sox team. Mm-hmm. That was the deal, by the way. To give them a slight pass, a small, small, small sh- shrivel of a pass, he was not the uber prospect no, when they made the not, deal. No, he was not, but... He was very young and it raw. It hurts
1: nonetheless. But it
0: still stings. It still stings.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, with
0: like the Dylan Cease and Loya Jimenez for Quintana, you know what you're getting into there. You were trying to trade mm-hmm. for established pitching, and those two prospects were... You know they, they were going to be good, um, or expected to be good. With the Tatis thing, that's a big find for the Padres and just a tough tough beat for the White right, Sox. But anyway, yeah, I, I think this is a sell high where you get something massive. So even if you don't necessarily believe that Tatis is going to fall, you know, flat on his face, I would still just get rid of that risk. And get a massive return there. Yeah. Maybe you need the transcendent power more. And so you, you get like a judge for him. Uh, something kind like that. Kind of the
1: opposite of, it's not that we're necessarily fading him as a player. We're just, you know, it, with the bounce backs, we're looking at guys that we think are going to have a much better second half um, than their first half. With these, we th- we think there's going to be regression. I mean It may not be huge regression, correct? But we're trying to capitalize on what their name value is, as opposed to what we think uh, maybe their statistical profile will be for the second half. That's a great
0: way to put it. We're in this instance with Tatis, we're fading his second half price right now, which is a top 30 player. We're we're not qu- quite there. Um, all right, let's move on to your next one here. Let's go to the other end of the age spectrum with Zach Grenke. Now he's had a brilliant second half, and I think uh, for the 40th straight—I don't know why my voice is going—it's so annoying. Um, for the 40th straight uh, spring training, he came in throwing like 52 on the gun, and everyone freaked out. And <laughs> no reason to freak out—he's got a 2.73 ERA, a .92 WHIP. But you're fading him a bit. Is this similar where you're saying I don't think he's going to be crap, but I can I can get a premium for him? What do you think about Zach Greinke here, and what, what's what's the fade?
1: Uh, I mean, the skills just continue to decline, um, which is a concerning thing for me. I don't think he's going to be crap because I think he is so smart and just such a good pitcher in terms of understanding how to sequence and uh, what to throw when and uh, that I don't think he's going to fall off the table. I just don't know that he can maintain what he's done. Sure. Um, I mean, he's he's. In spite of the strikeouts being down, uh, the swinging strike rate being down, the velocity being under 90 miles an hour, uh, it's uh, he, he, he's having like his best season since he left the Dodgers. Yeah, I
0: mean it's an, it's insane, it's an, dude. An, it's just, and again, he,
1: it, and I just don't know. I don't think it can keep up. And I think well, so. you can get
0: you can get. Big again. You can get big time value if you trade Grinke here yeah, too. Yeah, I mean he, he because, was going
1: as the forty fourth player off the board.
0: And uh, I imagine you would take like Springer, Marte, Gallo, yeah. Machado. What about some guys after him? That that's that same I'll take Goldschmidt,
1: Goldschmidt Hoskins. Hoskins, Jose Ramirez, Altuve, okay. Kettle Marte. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, let me jump down another level. Would mm-hmm. you take Benintendi? Yes, Jose Abreu. Yes. Possibly on a new club. Eddie Rosario. Yes. We jump down one more level. The aforementioned Yonkata. Yes. Matt Olson. Yes. And we jump down another level, the same guys we talked about earlier, Scott Kingery. No. Okay. King- Kingery has to come with something, right? Yeah. Give me a, give me a picture but back. But I think a I... lot
1: of those guys that I said yes to could come with something.
0: That's a fair point, yeah. Especially yeah.
1: especially with how bleak the pitching landscape is right now. Yes. You need I, to ask
0: big for your pitching right yeah. now and just see I what think you, you can, can get. you can get
1: a ton for for kind of these these starting pitchers. Um, and so, like, like let's say you're getting uh, Moncada um, and uh, – let's see. Uh, you could probably get Moncada and Lucchese.
0: Oh, I would I would do that,
1: you know, um, or you know, a Mancada and um, Liam Hendricks if you're looking for, you know, Some closer. Saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I just think you, on that I I I mean, that's the kind of thing I would do because usually people want in a trade. Usually people want the best player, which means they want the one in the two for one.
0: Yes. But it's not always bad to do it two for one.
1: Yes, if you're selling high on your two on on your one, and getting two guys, you could have maybe just gotten two guys who are actually worth the same amount in the long run for that one. So yep. I I think it's uh, this is a really good time to kind of look into some Zach Granke trades.
0: Okay, I like it. I can get behind it. Think I uh, think what you're saying there makes some sense. Apparently, I hate juniors. Okay. you got a dad you're stupid uh or you've got the same name as your dad because my next (laughs) no if you have a dad
1: you're stupid if you have a dad you're dumb uh
0: no lordis guriel jr is is my next one and i you know i think this is uh like kind of a more obvious version of the of the tatis thing where it's like he's playing really well in fact i don't even want to invoke tatis at all because my issue here is that he is playing at the top of his scale and i don't see the skills that that can protect him like mm-hmm. if Tatis didn't fade and just continued to beast I wouldn't be that surprised I'd be like okay hmm, I didn't see that but that's that's the kind of talent that he gets if Harry that that would be more of a shock to me I don't feel like he has the raw talent that necessarily sure. covers um you know when when Babip and, and Homer to fly ball kind of come back to earth a bit but he has 16 homers 303 355 626 the power's been off the charts 25% strikeout, 7% walk. I just think he's going to come off that and and be a, a level or two worse than what we've seen. He was 70th in those drafts. And I think he's more of like somebody I would take around 100 at the earliest for me with Gurriel Jr. So I kind of want to trade him and see, see what I can get here. I think we, we saw a big run last year that was – Slowed, but only by injury. So we don't really know. You know, we don't have a great idea on how to assess Gurriel Jr. because this is really um th- this season so far represents like half of his playing time as a major leaguer, and he only had one blip of quality last year. So I don't know. I'm a little bit torn on this one. I just think that this is somebody I would put out there. See what the offers look like, and I'd be open to taking a, Return if I'm getting something that's comparable to this 70th pick that he went at in these drafts, even anywhere down like toward like I said 100. If I'm getting something in the 70 to 100 range of this draft board from uh from the ADP that we're seeing on the National Fantasy Baseball Championship, I think I'm going to take it and move on from Lourdes Gurriel Jr. What do you think?
1: What do you think his home run to fly ball rate is for the month of June?
0: For June, was it probably like 25, 20, 28 percent?
1: 31.3%. And that's down from May, which was 40%. Whoa! So, I mean, like... The <laughs> Listen, he got really lucky to start the year. Or really unlucky yeah. to start the year. Yeah. He's been he getting really down. lucky since he came back. Um, there's probably... He's probably somewhere in the middle of that. Um, I think he's probably a guy who could hit another seven or eight home runs in like two sixty five. Okay. But if you can don't get want mo- that. Yeah, if you can get more than that via trade right now, uh, I think you have to.
0: And I and I, I feel like you can. Now I will say this. His uh juniors stat cast box is is pretty red. Um the hard hit X Mobile and X slug are, are Blood red, and then the exit below sprint speed, and xBA are light red. So that's all to the positive right now. So he is showing some skills as well. I just think it could come back in a big way. Like if that BABIP drops to something closer to 300, and the homer to fly is more of like a 15 to 17 percent, what do we really got? Yeah, and doesn't have the plate skills to kind of back it. That's going to be a dynamic team as well. Although I don't think that, I don't think it's necessarily going to get worse even as they trade pieces, though, because like a Beau Bichette's going to come up and they can start playing, You know, Rowdy Teles can play full time. So I'm not really worried about that. I don't want to suggest that that's a concern of mine. I just think that team could get better. Exactly. I just think that entertaining a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. deal right now is a good idea because I think you can get something back that you'd really like. Um, and it would be over the value of what his second-half projections look like.
1: I mean, the fact that he's already got 16 home runs is crazy to me. This, is, really the, is. this is the era we're living in with, these, with yep. the juice balls. It's like everything is video game numbers right now.
0: Absolutely insane. Um, Carlos Santana's your next guy. All-star. Home run derby participant. I was, ho- <laughs> I was, hoping, he, I was hoping he could go off. That would have been fun for the hometown guy. But, uh, he had
1: no business being in that home run derby oh stop he didn't what do you mean no business why not get get me some hunter renfro get me some fran mill reyes get i mean
0: i i would have been interested in that but i got no problem with a hometown guy getting in
1: i just i don't know i just i who cares if it's uh, i mean i i guess the i guess the hometown cares
0: yeah they they cheered they cheered him like crazy but uh, he's had an excellent season you know He's always been kind of underrated, I think, even in OBP leagues. Like, mm-hmm. that's where his value is. But I think even in those leagues where people know that he's more valuable, he still would get a little bit overlooked. This year, though, he's added batting average. He's made himself in all formats just beast. Carlos Santana's hitting 297 with backing. The is up high for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, he's only been over 278 once. It was a 301 mark back in 2013. And this year, he's at 311. He's always been a great walks guy and strike guy. He's played profile. Frankly, it's been a wonder why his Babbitt hasn't been good ever in the past. Not even like exceptional. Just something in like the 290s with what he does. Um, And this year, he's finally got it. Everything's kind of clicking. The power's there. But you're fading him a bit. Is this one of those, again, where it's like, I don't think he sucks. I just think he's going to come back to the pack. Or are you really seeing any sort of uh, major collapse here from Carlos Santana?
1: No, I mean, I think this is a matter of, uh, I think he'll just come back down to earth a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're necessarily going to get a mint for him, but I don't see him hitting 15, 16 home runs in the second half. And I don't think he's hitting 290. Uh, I think he's probably going to go back to being kind of the guy he's been for the last few years, which is, you know, maybe like a 250, 260 hitter with another eight or nine home runs. Uh, which'll leave him still with plenty of profit, considering where you got him in drafts this year. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's benefited from that juiced ball, and I mean he'll still benefit from it some, but I think it'll just come back down to earth a tiny bit.
0: Okay. Yeah, I love Carlos so I don't want to hear you slander him at all.
1: I, I love him too. I think he's been great. It's it's nice to see him. It, it's crazy to me that he's only thirty three.
0: Yeah, he's been around for a whole minute.
1: It feels yeah. it feels like I've grown up with Carlos Santana, and so <laughs> and I mean, I guess in a way, I have. I mean, I'm 34, yeah. so I mean, he has been around for what a decade now. So uh, he's been
0: a solid player, and like I said, always getting on base, and then this year with the average click and I like it. Um, definitely got to play the market here because if you don't find that that actual buyer who really believes in him, you maybe just hold. But uh, I'm kind of eager to see how how it's gonna how it's gonna play out with uh, with Santana the rest of the way and if he can keep this batting average or not. I will mention, yeah, Homer fly balls up to 22%, too. Yeah. That's also career high. So we've got some career high stuff here. And if you can get a nice return, where was he going in the drafts? Do, do you know offhand here?
1: Uh, I'd seen him. Oh uh, yeah, a 105. Uh, was okay. 105th player off the board. 109 ADP. Um, right in the area of the aforementioned. Herman Marquez and the aforementioned Carlos Martinez.
0: Um, one. Uh, it, it's further down. I don't know. One, pick one thirty-four. Maybe it's like a speed for for power deal here. Would you take Nick Senzel? Yes. I figured you might. Um, what about your boys? By the way, they went. Oh, I love that they went back to back because they should. They're the same player. Hunter Renfro and Mill Reyes literally went back to back in I'll take either. Okay, I thought you might. I would not. Um, with oh. those two. I would take the Senzel. I would not take. Because I do feel like even if his average comes back for Carlos Santana, his power can be similar enough to where um, he's he's basically just matching their production at worst.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You think his power can be similar? Yes. Okay.
0: It already has. It's I been know. similar.
1: I think it's going to take a step back is the thing. I, yeah, I
0: I think you're gonna take a step back.
1: I already have.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Better step down. All right, my last one is an easy one, but you gotta go out there and see. And catch yourself. This is a two catcher league thing, because even in in one catcher where he is viable and he should be on a team, James McCann
1: How I, dare you.
0: Look, I'm psyched that the McCann is beasting. He was a tiger forever and I was always hoping that he could figure out something against righties to make himself worthwhile because he was always good enough to to play defense behind the dish and earn the playing time, but he was always like a lefty killer, never really did anything. But this year he's riding like a 900 Babib. It's insane. It's literally 408. So he's at 316, 371, 502, all-star, nine homers, four steals. Where the hell did that come from? He's two for – for seven in his career, coming into this year on the bases, and this year he's four for four for some reason for James he's McCann. He's amazing. He's a, clearly amazing. I am. What am I even thinking he's about He's got a
1: four fifty two BABIP him? against left handed pitching.
0: He brutalizes lefties. He yes. loves feasting on on lefties, and so you know, he, but he's but he's held up against righties. He's got a three ninety one against them. So he's been he's been still good against righties. I do think it's coming back to earth though. And again, this one might not even be, because it, to be a good catcher, if he just does his projections, if he does his worst projection, which is steamer, six homers and a 242, because of the way the catcher is, that actually plays a C2. So I think he'll still be viable, you know, in C2 and two catcher leagues all season. But I think you can get, I think you can actually get something for James McCann right now. Find somebody with two awful catchers. They have nothing going on. And see if they want James McCann. He was picked 229. The market understands that you know you're not you're not fleecing anybody for him. But I would take so many of the guys that are right around him: Brendan McKay, Julio Urias, Brad Peacock coming on. Uh, I think he's on a rehab. He'll be back soon. Christian Walker, Zach Gallen, uh, some of the other catchers around him: Jansen and Carson Kelly. I don't think you'd be able to get them. I would take Kevin Bigio went after him. I would take Biggio so hard. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so listen, you know, again, James McCann, great season. Uh, congrats to him for being an all-star. I'm, I'm trading this as soon as I can.
1: All right. I, I mean, he he's my main event catcher along with Danny Jansen. So I've got the good and the bad. You
0: actually have two really nice catchers right now, though, the yeah. way Jansen's playing.
1: So, uh, you know, you're always looking for, for catchers to, to carry you in the main event. That's... That's a, a strong plan. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be massive regression, but I don't think it's going to regress out of being a viable C two. So, I, I don't yeah, know. So I mean, I guess you just have
0: to see what people would offer.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I know think, if there's going to be huge market for him.
0: Yeah, I think it has to be one of the people that has nobody. Like they're both their catchers yeah. are trash. And they want some batting average help. And so that they'd be willing to pay a little something. I mean, I don't think people would pay Biggio, but he did. Again, he went after him in these drafts, so some people did. Um, I would take that, you know. If I need some pitching help and it's not necessarily a starter that I could get, I would take Ryan Presley. I would take um, Marco Marcus Stroman, who went pick 250, well, well behind him, and bet on Marcus Stroman getting traded out somewhere. Max Fried. Like there's a boatload of guys.
1: Yeah. No, I hear you.
0: So, I, I hope that James McCann can keep going and, and kick butt. I think again I this don't is have one, one of the
1: this. times in which maybe the way to move him is a 2 for 1, so him being part of the 2 though. So, yes. you, you trade him and someone else for, you know, an upgrade somewhere.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I totally feel that. Um, all right, well, that's going to uh, that's going to do it there. The fades are Chris Paddock, Fernando Tatis Jr., Zach Greinke, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Carlos Santana, and James McCann. And uh, anything else you got going on, Justin? We got the second half kicking off. It's good to be back. I'm glad you're feeling better, but you're not at 100% yet, right? No,
1: I'm still sucking on uh, cough drops and uh, really struggling a little bit. I'm playing my first softball game since getting sick tonight, so we'll see. How that goes is my uh, big ass kind of tries to run around the outfield or, or second base or wherever I'm playing tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm getting into football. So if, if you are one of the people that uh, follow football and you actually like the sound of my voice, just dropped the first Friends of Fantasy Benefits football podcast uh, yesterday. Uh, so there you go. I'm doing uh, – division previews and stuff like that. So not going to do as much football this year. I'm not, not working for fantasy alarm, uh, anymore. So it's, I'm really going to be focusing on mostly baseball, even in the off season. So
0: I like it. I like it. Cause I am as well. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll be back
1: next week. Yeah. Monday or Tuesday. I'm, I'm pretty open. Yeah. So
0: we'll, we'll get back in the groove here. Y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed your, your break, but, gotta stay grinding here this is this is the time because with football coming listen a lot of people play both and i you know i make fun of it or whatever but i i play fantasy football but a lot of people are going to start to have their attention taken by football and they start to start to let their baseball teams slag a little bit even the good ones even those of you in good leagues even some of us listen Mm -hmm. i'm not going to pretend it's never happened to me um but i like where i'm at in so many of my leagues this year i'm i'm not i'm not Listening to the siren song of football right now until I have to start making plans for the drafts and whatnot. But um, this, is, this is now is the
1: time to catch up if yes. you're behind. It's you do not give up, keep grinding because other people will give up and you can pick up points. Maybe you didn't think you'd be able to pick up uh, over the course of the next two months. So uh, you know, keep 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 going.
0: You have to. Because you you really you really aren't out of it right now. So, all right, Justin, we'll be back uh, early next week, and I'll help you feel better.
1: Take it easy.